Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson this morning comes from Acts 16th chapter, 16 through 34 verses. And the gist of this story this morning is that the owners of a slave girl who used her powers to tell fortunes threw Paul and Silas into jail for healing her and consequently ruining their business. In prison, Paul and Silas bring the good news of the gospel to the jailer and his family. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God, who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, He drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, 
Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. At that same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 97, which we will read responsibly. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of the isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround the Lord, righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne. Fire goes before the Lord, burning up enemies on every side. Lightnings light up the world, the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens declare your righteousness, O Lord, and all the people see your glory. Confounded be all who worship carved images and delight in false gods. Bow down before the Lord, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the cities of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you are the Lord, most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. God guards the lives of the saints and rescues them from the hands of the wicked. Light dawns for the righteous and joy for the honest of heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks to God's holy name. Our second lesson comes from Revelation 22 chapter Verses 12 to 14, 16, 17, 20, and 21. See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with the testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let everyone who hears say, come. Let everyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. Might they need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter, beginning at the 20th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, 
but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be all one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I and them, and you and me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given to me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise you, Christ. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you. We praise you. We give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for word and for sacrament. Your grace to help us in our daily lives. As we hear the invitation to come, let us remember it is a commandment of love to be obeyed but also an invitation for us to share and to give to others. We ask, dear Lord, to send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I shared uh, this poem in our Bible study during uh, Lent and uh, has a special uh, significance, I think, not only for our readings today, but from a personal standpoint uh, and remembrance for me as well. Uh, the poet's name is Gerhard Frost. Uh, the poem is titled God Knows, coming from his book, uh, Seasons of a Lifetime. Time to come in now. The mellow voice of love in the darkening dust of a distant day. My barefoot, carefree days of firefly lanterns, cricket chirped curfews, and the serious business of play. No harshness to remember, but firmness born of care, the loving care of mother. She knew how much we liked to play. Time to come in now. I seem to hear God say in the deepening dusk of my sunset day. I think about the times when I was growing up and it would be past sunset, you know, that time where it's still kind of light, you know, and try to eke out as much time to be outside and to play. Uh, and my mom, like a clock, 
soon as that sun was not even yet on the horizon, started to say, come in now. Oh, in just a few minutes, Mom. Okay. And this would go on, uh, regardless of whether I was playing baseball in the backyard, uh, whether I was riding my bicycle, whatever. Uh, just did not want to come in. Until about maybe the fifth time, uh, my mom had kind of run out of patience, and I could hear the words, come in now. I knew that I could not push that envelope any further or push my mom any further in that regard. Uh, there was a seriousness uh, to those words, and so as a result, uh, needed to obey them very, very much. And so we have this word, this very basic word, uh, in our reading from Revelation, come. And so it is this invitation uh, that is something that we should take uh, a little more time to reflect upon, I think. Because not only is it an invitation of grace, but it is also an invitation spoken from our Heavenly Father. And so there is a sense here in coming uh, that uh, not only should we hear it, or listen to it, but also it is one that needs to be obeyed. Just like my mom's, uh, let me say, uh, invitation to come home uh, after sundown, okay? Uh, it is uh, this opportunity to hear this very simple, very basic command, but one that says, come. And we pick up on uh, the various people that are saying this. It is uh, the Holy Spirit and the bride uh, who say, come. It is uh, those who hear say, come. Now, this is a very uh, beautiful invitation. That is something that has occurred uh, throughout the Bible when we stop and think about it. Jesus, uh, as he begins his mission uh, after uh, John the Baptist, and so he tells Andrew, come. Uh, we also hear this invitation of Jesus uh, to the woman at the well, uh, and uh, there is this sense of never getting thirsty, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, there is uh, this sense of coming, of uh, even going so far back to the Old Testament uh, from the prophet Isaiah. Ho, oh, you who have no money, come to the waters. Come, buy and eat, you who have nothing to purchase with. You, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. So this timeless invitation from the Old Testament prophets all the way through to the future that is yet to be, uh, we hear this very beautiful invitation to come. And so those uh, who are thirsty, come. Come to the living waters. 
And again, we had this beautiful uh, image uh, from Revelation last Sunday uh, where this water is so crystal clear coming uh, out of the throne of God. It is that living waters that Jesus was talking about uh, to the woman at the well. It is uh, this sense of those who are so parched. And uh, I know it's hard for us to imagine right now because we haven't really hit summer yet. Uh, but uh, I remember some of those very drought-stricken days in Texas uh, where you know, just a drop of water seemed to be worth its weight in gold. And that's the way it is to those who are thirsty. Um, and so here it is, this gift of grace that is just flowing from the throne of God. And it is this grace that flows from the cross. If you remember uh, when the centurion uh, spears Jesus uh, in his sides, blood and water flow out. That blood that washes the robes, uh, that water that quenches the thirst so that no one will be thirsty again. It is this cross that helps us understand that this wonderful invitation comes as a gift of grace. Let anyone who wish now come to the waters. Anyone who wishes. And again, we see that uh, emphasized uh, a couple of Sundays ago from our reading from Revelation. It is in seeing in this vision uh, that was given to John of Patmos of a countless multitude of every people, of every race, of every language, of every tribe. And so there is this beautiful gathering of people in this holy city, this new Jerusalem, where we truly have this communion with God. And that's what uh, Jesus is praying uh, for in this gospel passage, which is the end of his priestly prayer in John 17. Uh, it is looking for this communion of people, of uh, all being one, all of Jesus' disciples being one with the Father as Jesus is one with him. And again, there is this sense of beauty, of community, of love. And so if we are to try to uh, accept this invitation to come, as well as to share this gift to come, then we must love. And again, that's something that Jesus is praying for uh, in this priestly prayer. It is also the fulfillment of that new commandment that Jesus gave, love one another as I have loved you. And again, we stop and think about uh, how difficult uh, that commandment really is, especially when we look to the cross to see how much Jesus indeed loves us. It is uh, having this sense of communion with God and with one another. It is the basis of this wonderful, heavenly love that comes forth that Jesus is praying for. And it's also something for us to consider because this is 
uh, not only the case for what it should be in the future and will be, but also for us to make possible right here and right now. By loving as Jesus loved us, we accept this invitation to come. We give this invitation to come. And we too have been praying for it. Every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray, thy kingdom come. It is our basic prayer petition to be part of this kingdom, to be part of this inbringing of the kingdom, not only for the future, but also right here and right now. And that's what Luther saw as well in his small catechism, you know, is to bring this kingdom to us. And so maybe that's part and parcel of the hymn that we are about to sing based on the words from Revelation this morning. That this love, this divine love that we are called to share, this uh, communion that we desire and seek is based upon the coming of the kingdom, which before we know it will be soon and very soon. And to this all of God's children say, You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you're able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com slash worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.